Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey, good evening. I'm Dr. Gina, and this is Primetime. CPAC has been over for almost a week, but the mainstream media still talking about it. Of course, they don't have a lot else to talk about since Sleepy Joe doesn't ever come out of the White House or do anything, but the world watched with anticipation as President Trump, the president they actually remember who did things, spoke last Sunday, and then the attacks began, and you have to hand it to the left. They are so creative with their attacks and smears. The leftist conspiracy theorists came up with a crazy story that the CPAC stage was, for some reason, intentionally shaped like an obscure Nazi symbol that nobody had ever actually heard of. And you might think this is a joke, but the mainstream media actually latched onto it and repeated it as if it were believable. Now, literally every media outlet actually ran with this. USA Today had a ridiculous column that we're going to talk about here coming up in a little while. Matchlap, the guy behind CPAC, is coming on later in the show, and he's fired up about this. He's going to give us the backstory, and you won't want to miss it. Now, also coming up later on in the show, we're going to have an update from the gym owner that we talked to earlier this week, who had his entire life uprooted, his business taken from him. He had a court appearance yesterday, and we're going to give you the latest details on that. And that will be coming up later in the show as well. But first, we're going to head around America to our hosts and correspondents on the ground where the action is happening. We start in Denver, Colorado at the America's Voice headquarters with Jessica Rivera. Jessica, what do you have for us today? Well, Dr. Gina, today one of the bigger stories is the Washington football team is discontinuing its cheerleading program after more than 50 years. The team says they will now have a co-ed dance squad. Management says it's part of a larger rebranding of the team that started with taking out the word Redskins from the team's original name a few months back. Now it's program's turn to be updated, management says. They want the new co-ed dance squad to represent a franchise that has inclusive and diverse entertainment and athletes, which means all current cheerleaders will be let go at the end of 2021 and will have to retry out for the new team. But the captain of the cheerleading team, Candace Carell, along with other cheerleaders, are questioning the rationale behind the change, citing a cover-up. Here's former cheerleader and marketing director, Melanie Coburn disgraceful. 100% believe in my heart that this is retaliation for the recent settlement. I think until that report comes out and everyone knows the truth, they're going to continue to make moves to sweep things under the rug and just put a band-aid on the problem. And the settlement Coburn is talking about had to do with sexual misconduct that was just paid out before the end of 2020. And Dr. Gina, really whatever they call the team, I'm not really sure many people care that much about that. But what's interesting about this story is the timing and the treatment of the women of this league. Because when they renamed the football team back in, you know, a few months ago, they didn't tell the guys, hey, your contracts are up after this year, but you're more than welcome to retry out. And it's all part of a rebranding thing that we're doing with us. 
So instead of notifying the women after the season um, and just, stay, just saying that they'll be extending tryouts to males, if this was the big, you know, the big plan, they decided to let all the women go, which very much looks like they are being punished for calling out sexual misconduct and winning in court. And all the while, of course, Dr. Gina, we are hearing nothing from anyone in the Me Too movement uh, to def has come out to defend these ladies in any way, shape, or form. Completely crickets. Wow, how is this not at all surprising? The hypocrisy of the left continues. Jessica, I don't know where you find these stories, but you do an amazing job with this. Thank you so much. This is just another drop in this massive bucket that seems to be all about uh, people dropping the ball once they've made a lot of noise in other circumstances. So thank you so much. You're welcome, Dr. Gina. Let's head over to Washington, D.C. to the host of Just the News AM, Sophie Mann. Sophie, go ahead. Thanks. So last month, President Joe Biden uh, lifted Donald Trump's freeze on green cards and legal immigration to the United States, a freeze that Donald Trump had initially put in place last April in order to protect American jobs from uh, the coronavirus pandemic and the hit to the economy that that suddenly took. So Biden's move is basically a part of his broader effort to overhaul the United States immigration system, um, to do which he recently introduced a set of twin bills to the Senate and the House that creates a pathway for 11 million illegal residents uh, who are currently in the United States. Um, but what Biden's legislative effort is uh, causing to be the case is policy experts and lawmakers are now thinking about what the actual number of illegal immigrants in the country is, because we're not entirely sure. The standard figure that's been used for a long time is 11 million, and that's what the Biden administration has decided to go with in this legislative packet. But researchers at Yale University and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology have, as recently as two years ago, told us that number could be at least double that if not more. So I spoke with some experts at the Heritage Foundation this week who told us that the number is actually kept vague on purpose so that lawmakers, typically Democrats, but sometimes Republicans, can use approximation numbers in order to continue to gain funding for home state projects. Congressman Andy Biggs actually said that he thinks the true number is north of 25 million. We'll keep you updated on this story at justthenews.com. Thanks so much, Sophie. Appreciate that. Now let's head down to Tijuana, Mexico, to Ben Burkwam. Ben, what is the situation down there today? Hey, Dr. Gina, I brought you down to a spot here, uh, right down where the wall ends. The, the beach is closed, they say, because of the China virus, COVID. Uh, you can see down there's a mural on the wall with a lot of the DACA recipients. Uh, it actually says, abolish ice here in Mexico. But I wanted to bring you here for two reasons. One is when we were at the camp yesterday, the tent city that's been set up here in Tijuana with 1,500 people because Joe Biden invited and the Democrats basically telegraphed that it was gonna be, the border was gonna be open. They all moved out there. What happens though at night is the cartels come in they say, hey, you guys want to cross? You not have to wait here anymore. And they will bring them down. They don't tell them how they're going to get them across. And one of two things happens. They either pay them or they pay them by carrying over uh, drugs, uh, taking backpacks with, with narcotics over, or they sell themselves to the, uh, the cartel. I guess that's three things. And, and they'll bring them down here. Now, a little bit of salt in the wound. As this is closed off, you can see the Tijuana sign in the background. We can't get over there. Right over here, the very last building next to the wall has actually been bought out 
by leftists, leftist activists. It is now in the corner. It says undocumented cafe and arts. They house illegal immigrants that are here. And while we were here last time, uh, several months ago, we actually saw people come out of that building, led over by the cartel, climb the wall and go into Mexico. It's been reported that these organizations are actually working with the cartels to get people over the wall. And all of this is happening. And we come to find out today that 19 Democrats wrote a letter to our secretary of state to put pressure on Mexico to stop militarizing their police and stop using the military against the cartels to use citizen law enforcement, just like they're doing in America where they're saying abolish the police. They're trying that same nonsense. To American politicians are trying to tell Mexican representatives to use citizen police to abolish their military as the police against the cartels who have more guns in some cases than the military. All of this, the insanity of what is happening here and the fake news mainstream media isn't even covering it. Or if they are, they're, they're doing it purely from the how terrible America is. Look at this humanitarian crisis, ignoring the fact that the cartels still control this. In fact, this morning I was up on a hill where I found about 10 cartel scout lookouts. All of the hills across here, all the way from California to Texas are controlled by the cartels. And yet our politicians in America care more about shutting businesses down than about protecting their own citizens. It is, it's infuriating, Dr. G. Wow, uh, I'm gonna ask our producers to keep the cameras only on you because I'm gonna talk because I've noticed some very interesting differences. I used to live right there, spent tons of time right there. So I wanna put the cameras back on you for a moment. And I wanna point to some things that I've noticed. One is I can hear a helicopter flying over. So that's interesting. That is definitely from the Trump administration uh, leftover that, that apparently Joe Biden hasn't ended yet. Um, back during the Obama administration, those helicopters were largely ended. They stopped patrolling along that fence right there. Um, before the Obama administration, when I lived there, there were tons of helicopters all the time around that border. I literally lived maybe one to two, three miles at the most from right where you are, just on the other side of that border. Um, it's interesting to me that they've cleared the beaches now because those beaches used to be packed right there, not just with Mexican tourists, but also with American tourists, myself included, many times. Right. And um, it's interesting that they cleared those from COVID, but now people with COVID are welcome to come across the border into America, and that's, that's right. just fine. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly Fascinating. right. Fascinating. Um, it's also 20, interesting to me that city just, just, that's been built there. Yeah, go ahead. There are 20,000, estimated 20,000 illegals in Tijuana right now, uh, Tijuana right now, uh, and 100,000 from California all the way across. Now, get, uh, mind you, right now, uh, te or, uh, Mexico is the number one country in the world for cartel activity. It's the number two c uh, country in the world for deaths of women, and it's the number two country in the world for trafficking of children. The only country that has more trafficking of children is Russia. All of that is happening, and like you said, they're saying we're worried about COVID, but they're just fine with people coming through, bringing it through, not just endangering with COVID, but yellow fever. We've talked about all the rest of it and everything else that comes along with that. And we haven't even talked about terrorism, which is a huge new threat here in Mexico uh, and that is moving into America. And it's all caused, it's all a part of this open borders philosophy, this globalist idea that there are no borders, there are no walls. And the crazy thing, is that the same leftist organizations that are in America that come down here and help aid and abet in this, now they're suing the federal government for investigating them and their crimes down here. It is, it, we're living in an upside down world for sure.
Yeah, you can swim right around that wall. People can see how, how short that wall right. is that goes out into that ocean. Right that is literally the border right there. And it at low tide, you can see how low it is just right now. How hard do you think that is to swim around? It's nothing. It's literally laughable. We used to sit in the restaurants and watch people swim around it at low tide. It is not a big deal. Americans made fun of it. We knew people that swam around it to go to work and to go to school every day or surfed around it. Either way, you can surf out just a little bit. It's, it's laughable. And, and it's the same thing now. Now, of course, if there are helicopters like there were under Trump, that's a different thing because then you've got people patrolling the borders and as people surf up or swim up, they're checking out who they are. But everything has changed now that Joe Biden is there. You were telling me about a weak spot in the fence. I know that fence very well. And I can tell you that my friends yep. who live on the other side of that fence just to Ben's left right there to our viewers right, um, they are telling me that crime is increasing again, that if you go to the hospital for literally everything, anything, they are completely isolating you again because not just COVID, but because of the plagues and the unknown diseases that are now flocking back across the border, that are coming across our borders, then we are going to be shutting down for reasons other than COVID, my friends, all over again. And yes, the terrorist cells and the cartels and the trafficking are three other massive issues coming at us right there from where you're standing. Ben, thank you so much for your report. I could talk to you all day thank about you. this. I know exactly what you're seeing there. I know. It, it's it's literally too much to even it's cover crazy. on one show. So it thank is. you. And, 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 we, and, we haven't even, and, we, and we haven't even talked about the sewage issues, the raw sewage, the heavy metals, right. everything coming down the Tijuana River that flows right into the ocean. There's a reason why there's no surfers on the U.S. side right now because it flows out there. It's contaminated the water. There's no fishing out there. There's no surfing out there. Some of the best surf yeah. waves in the world uh, that's yes. just one issue. And again, uh, it's, it's, it's not even discussed by mainstream media. You're absolutely right. The beach behind my house, I lived on the beach. The beach behind my house was close most of the time. And the Democrat politicians who are in cahoots with the politicians on the Mexico side wouldn't do anything about it. They took kickbacks from them. It's unbelievable. Ben, you're the best. Thank you so much. Coming up, the organizers of CPAC are being smeared in the media as leftist conspiracy theorists claim they use Nazi symbols at CPAC. And the head guy at CPAC, Matt Schlapp. Up next with the story. Stay back. Stay around. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. So glad you are with us. Now, you'll remember this year's CPAC was perhaps the most anticipated CPAC since they started holding the conference. And I won't tell you how many decades I've been going. The entire world was tuned in to see what President Trump would say, but the left never stops. They are relentless and they went back to one of their favorite tactics in their leftist playbook. They played the Nazi card. Leftist conspiracy theorists online theorized that CPAC had shaped their stage like a, some obscure Nazi symbol that no one has seen or heard of in some 70 years and certainly literally no one there had any idea 
that the stage even looked like. But even actor Morgan Freeman tweeted the crazy conspiracy theory. He said this, the CPAC stage is designed to be a rune used by the Nazis. Curious if the Hyatt is okay with Nazi symbols being used on their properties like this. And even though this conspiracy theory is literally laughable, the mainstream media, of course, took off with it and ran because they have nothing else to report since Hyden Biden doesn't ever come out of the basement of the White House, I guess. So check out from this uh, USA Today column. It said, nod or blunder, no CPAC 2021 apology for a stage shaped like a white supremacist symbol. The Odal ruin was meant to make white supremacy more mainstream. Since Trump stood on one at CPAC to start his political comeback, I guess it worked. <laughs> Gosh, these people, you can't, does anyone take them seriously? We will ask about the real story from the man who knows. Here with me now with all the answers is the guy behind CPAC. He makes that conference happen every year. And to my knowledge, there's never been anything Nazi about it. The chairman of the American Conservative Union, Matt Schlapp. Matt, this is just embarrassing, honestly, for me to even have to have you on about this. But I do think it is somewhat entertaining how far they will go to try to plant a ridiculous conspiracy theory like this one. You must have literally laughed when you first heard this level of ridiculousness. You know, I saw it on Twitter. I think it happened the first day of the conference, and I just kind of just thought, wow, that's so strange. I mean, we sit around the table before CPAC and say, what crazy conspiracy theory will they come up with this year? <laughs> I never thought yeah. in my wildest dreams that on the stage that our ambassador to Israel spoke from on our stage where we had countless numbers of religious Jews talking about the affinity uh, we have in America for the state of Israel. I just can't imagine that they would say that a diamond with a couple of walk-ups was meant to inspire Nazism. It just shows you how powerful they think CPAC is that they have to do this. One of the proudest parts of my heritage, Matt, is I am actually a descendant of Holocaust survivors. And so uh, I would take great offense if I thought that anything about CPAC had ever uh, reflected anything like this. And of course, I know it hasn't. CPAC has always been an event that you've had me on your main stage. You've had many other uh, highly prominent Jewish people, much more prominent than I. Tell us how the stage is designed in the first place. What's the process? Well, we subcontract with people whose specialty is artistic design. Um, you know, this is what conservatives believe in. Get the best. Uh, bid out the contracts. Uh, get a design that works. And that's what we did with this firm that developed the stage. By the way, they developed the stage, got the approval of the city and the county there in Orange County in Florida. You know, worked with Hyatt Hotels and got their approval. They had to obviously helped construct the stage on their site. So everybody involved saw this stage. Nobody of the dozens and dozens of people had to sign off on it and approve it. No one at any point said, hey, this looks like a, some you know diamond-inspired insignia from Nazi Germany. They waited until after we spent all the money, put everything together, and we were underway to have this left-wing mob attack us 
on on Twitter, which you know, Dr. Gina, it's all an attempt to cancel us. It was all an attempt to take the CPAC with the title America Uncanceled and get us to get shut down. And the firm who designed the stage, um, did they have your back, yes or no? And then why do you think that is? Look, it took them a little while to come out, and uh, maybe they were doing their own internal investigation. I don't know. But uh, it took them a while to come out and basically, you know, everyone was throwing us under the bus, and they admitted that was their design. They came to us with the design, and we said, yeah, that design works, but we weren't the inspiration for the design. So, you know, they've come out publicly to take that, uh, to make that clear. And, of course, we've got no apologies from USA Today or any other journalist who said that somehow this was a quote-unquote dog whistle to racists around the world because uh, uh, that that is offensive. And I got very upset when this was raised to us on the hotel grounds. When you're called a racist or a bigot, uh, I think your reaction should be one of outrage when it's not true. Absolutely, it should be. And to not be outraged when it isn't true and to not state that is, to me, in itself complicit. Um, Matt, I initially thought the Hyatt did a great job. In fact, I walked past your beautiful wife, Mercedes, and I said this was the best CPAC ever. I sought out the hotel manager by name and complimented him. And I not only complimented him, I asked him um, how I could best have impact in complimenting the hotel for what I thought was a job well done. Luckily, I didn't get that done before I found out that they did not have you and your organizations back when the times got tough. And I will not do that now, by the way, because I think that was weak of them. Um, but I don't understand this um, playing along with this sort of ridiculous piling on that they did, because ultimately I want to know, uh, are they going to have your back and are they going to come out and say that this was not your fault, this was not the fault of the ACU, this was not the fault of any one of the, of the attendees, and that in fact, we, I myself attended a Shabbat luncheon uh, there and many prominent Jewish attendees of CPAC that That's by right. the way have been there every year that I've been there were honored there. So are they going to point out anything like that and come to the defense of the many Jewish people uh, that attend and that CPAC means a lot to every single year. Well, this is the problem with cancel culture and cancel culturalists. Uh, they slime you with a charge that is unfair, and then they use that as an attempt to silence you. And what the what happened to the hotel itself is that they were being accused of, you know, uh, being cozy with Nazis. And so they ended up, I think, putting out three different statements along the way, uh, getting harsher and harsher in their criticisms. And the fact is they recruited us. They wanted us there. They needed the business. Their employees walked up to all of us. I'm sure, Dr. Gina, you had this experience, employees walking up to us and saying, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Some of them said it was the sole reason why they had a temporary job that week was the fact that the conference was there. I know Anytime we got room service or any other service, they were so appreciative uh, to have us there. So, look, it's the absurdity of the political time we're in, but we're not just going to let the water roll off our back. We're going to always look at our options in these situations and defend ourselves. 
I think the thing that is so frustrating to me is this cancel culture has really left major organizations and events like ours, and I guess I'm including myself as part of CPAC. I think I've earned that. I've been there for You're decades. Part of the Thank you. Um, how do we hold events like this in the future? This isn't a small undertaking. Uh, this is thousands of people descending upon a city and spending millions and millions of dollars. Uh, but if we're canceled like this, it isn't a small venue. How do we find a place to have an event like this in the future? Well, make no mistake, that's the goal. The goal is to make it impossible for conservatives, Trump supporters, Republicans, just people who love America's founding to come together and meet. They're going to you know, last year they told us that meeting uh, was a super spreading event, even though one person came with corona and one person left with corona. This year, you know, it was a cavalcade of hate. Um, and, you know, we, when we go overseas with CPAC, we've been to five countries in Australia, in the parliament, they called us a talk fest of hate. So this kind of language is used to try to prevent us from meeting. My big sister texted me during the conference, she said, she said, hey, little brother, maybe your next job is to come up with the Conservative Convention Center where everybody can meet on our side. And although I think that's clever and interesting and maybe the way we have to go, I hate the idea that our politics becomes so toxic that you can't, you have to go to only Republican restaurants, conservative hotels, et cetera. We have got to fight this because this will mean our, con our country is going to split irrevocably. You know, I think another issue here, Matt, and I agree that we have to come up with all of our own infrastructures, and part of that is the mother of invention, and I think that uh, it forcing us to invent our own infrastructure in all of these ways might in the long run be a great thing. I hate it that it forces us, but on the other hand, in the long run, uh, I think it forces us to be better, and I don't think that's such a bad thing. But the dehumanization of conservatives is something that is such a huge problem. When conservatives are smeared as Nazis, and the leftists can then justify anything. They can justify destroying a person's livelihood. Uh, you can spit in the face of a Nazi and be called a hero. One can even justify violence, Matt, against conservatives if they are thought of as Nazis. I mean, you can say, you know, if you go shoot up a ball field, which someone did do, uh, that that's somehow justifiable because any of us in our own minds can say if you could go back and prevent what happened in Nazi Germany that seems largely justifiable so if you can paint all of the people that attended CPAC as some sort of Nazis that seems justifiable this is the most horrifying thought of all it is downright dangerous and reprehensible Matt for everyone who was complicit in the painting of the attendees at this or any other conservative event. What do you have to say to those who are complicit in that dehumanization right. of conservatives? Well, I love how you're saying it, because that's exactly right. And it's also to decouple uh, the individual from their constitutional rights, in this case, their ability to speak their mind politically. They weren't just going after CPAC. They were going after the millions of Americans across this country who agree with our mission, and really broader, the 74 million people who voted for Donald Trump. Remember, one of the reasons this conference was America uncanceled was because our president got uncanceled. And he had the, be he had the ability to speak, yes. although YouTube has taken down his speech and other people have as well. So, you know, I think the thing that's the most upsetting about this is that it didn't matter what we said from the stage. That's what should matter. It shouldn't matter whether your stage is a diamond or a square or a circle or all this symbolism. 
What should matter is what you say. And I don't have any problem with people objecting to fascism and trying to disassociate, disassociate themselves from fascism. But it's when you take half the country, which is essentially what they're doing, and trying to demonize them, dehumanize them, as you're saying, that in essence silences them. It decouples them from their constitutional rights. And if that's what the powerful are going to say to half the country, we will split. And if we split, America is in a very dangerous place vis-a-vis -vis China and other uh, you know, people who want to see us be destroyed. Here's the crazy thing. We have so many evil entities, Islamic terrorism, China, that are trying to destroy America. What's actually happening to America is we're ripping ourselves apart from the inside because we've forgotten the T word, tolerance, decency, okay. manners, listening more than talking. This is something I teach my kids about. What has happened to this counterculture where everything becomes you go into political speech jail. And if we don't end it, we're never going to recognize America again. So guess what we're going to do, Gina? We're going to talk even more. We're going to have even more conferences. And we're not going to let them shame us or shut us down. And another T word, truth. Because what they're saying right. is lies. And I refuse to let the end note of this CPAC, which is the best CPAC that I personally have ever attended, be on a negative note. So, Matt Schlapp, thank you for putting on an event that was all about uh, anti-cancel culture and about bringing back truth and about uh, putting uh, this ridiculous socialist idea of uh, shutting everyone down to rest once and for all and about speaking up and being bold and being brave and coming together as one. Um, and I, I just appreciate and applaud your courage and that of the ACU. And I thank you for really what was a very uplifting, very positive, uh, wonderful CPAC. So thank you. Thanks for the way you covered it. Thanks for being there. We have a great team at the ACU. They've worked really hard. And I'm telling you, the consequences are monumental. So we're going to keep working hard. Appreciate it, Matt. Coming up. Could Governor Cuomo see the inside of a jail cell? Well, my guest, next guest says maybe so. More Dr. Gina Primetime coming at you. Stay put. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Are you tired of seeing all these corrupt leftist politicians being exposed for their dirty deeds, but never, it seems, being held accountable? Well, we know from reporting over the past few weeks that the FBI and federal prosecutors are hot on the trail of Cuomo and his cover-ups of the nursing home debts. And the New York Times is reporting new information that aides to Governor Cuomo actually rewrote nursing home reports to hide the horribly high number of deaths. And you know what they say, it's not the crime, it's the cover-up. Will Cuomo or his aides see the inside of a jail cell, you ask? Well. Here with me now to discuss former U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of Florida, Guy A. Lewis. Good to see you, Guy. Thanks for being on with us. 
Guy, you know, Cuomo's in hot water for a lot of reasons. What do you, I guess, what do you think is the worst reason? So, Gina, clearly uh, this is a serious, serious matter. Deaths occurred as a result of this, and it's not just a reporting crime. I mean, that's bad enough to be perfectly candid with you. You go to jail right. for, for uh, submitting false information to the IRS. We know that Governor Cuomo, as a result of the investigation that's ongoing, submitted false information to the government, to the CDC, to others uh, about uh, the deaths that were occurring in New York. And as a result, you better believe that the U.S. Attorney, the Department of Justice, the FBI is going to be uh, investigating this very, very closely. But, Guy, the evidence is mounting against Cuomo, and these women now are coming out, and it seems like there's more evidence by the day. And, by the way, the evidence is getting more and more personal, and it's, it's getting to be where the women are telling their stories. They're not afraid to go into interviews and get very personal about this. Uh, where do you think this ends? Good question, Gina. So um, I think there's going to be lawsuits filed individual personal law food, uh, lawsuits a la uh, Bill Clinton uh, years and years ago, which of course resulted in his, his, um, his impeachment. Um, look, and I think you're gonna see more and more victims uh, come out and, 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 and have the courage to speak and to tell the truth about what this governor has done for years and years and years. It's apparently no secret to the people around him. And so I think they have an obligation. The people that enabled and the people that have information, they need to come forward and they need to tell the truth about uh, this governor. Okay, Guy, change of topic. The world's most annoying congressman, Eric Swalwell, also known for fooling around with a Chinese spy, is pulling a PR stunt by suing President Trump for putting his life in danger on January 6th. Do you agree that this is a PR stunt? Absolutely, Gene. I pulled the lawsuit and read it. It is uh, publicity times three. It's ridiculous. I almost wouldn't believe it if I, if I didn't pull the lawsuit and read it. But he sued Trump, uh, Donald Trump Jr., Giuliani, and the, one of the, his colleague representatives from Alabama. Sued him in their personal capacity, claiming negligence and intentional infliction of emotional distress. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And what, what he needs to be aware of, and the other side, the defense, need to, needs to come at this hard. They need to file Rule 11 sanctions immediately. They're in federal court. Federal judge is going to take this very, very seriously. It's nothing more than a rehash of the, uh, what was contained in the impeachment article, and we know what happened with that. So... Is it illegal, though? Ridiculous, yes. Illegal or unethical? And can there be reprisals for filing a lawsuit for PR purposes? Great question. I think the answer, the short answer is yes. And I went back and looked at Swalwell because I've watched him as well. He, he's a lawyer. He's a former prosecutor for a few years at the state level. He's got obligations uh, under the law. He may very well lose his law license for this. Gina. Okay, now that, that I guess is what it comes down to. So this could backfire on him. 
But how much has he said over the years as a politician that could get him in trouble now um, as they, you know, go through the process of discovery that you know of? So it's interesting. I, I would be looking at every news clip, uh, every article, everything that he's been quoted at. I mean, it, it, it's it, it, he's so partisan. He's one of these that's so far out to the left that there's almost nothing that you can look at, you can hear, and attach any credibility to it. He was an impeachment manager. He um, Every time the camera's on, he's in front of it. Really, I mean... You pick a plaintiff for a lawsuit, he's not my first pick for sure. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Guy. We always appreciate your legal wisdom on all of this. And I think that uh, we'll need to keep having you on because I don't think that the Democrats <laughs> realize that uh, Donald Trump is not the president at the moment. And that means that uh, them continuing to act like he is is only probably going to result in a lot of backfiring on them so it'll it'll we'll be keeping you on the show to keep us up to date on all this these legal things thank you all right coming up we're going to talk to the gym owner who had his business taken from him remember we told you about this this week because he refused to force his customers to wear masks because it was depleting their oxygen and he went to court yesterday we're going to bring you up to date on what happened there now that he lost his company and so much of his life. We'll see if any of this went his way. You won't want to miss what has happened to this guy, and it could happen to you. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? <laughs> Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Now, remember, if you are watching us on RAV TV, first of all, thank you. And But be sure you go and you find our podcast. You can go to justthenews.com, click on the little hamburger up in the corner, find podcasts, scroll down till you see my face, and be sure you like and share. And um, if you could just go on there every single day, that would be great. And listen to the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the podcast, the Dr. Gina Primetime podcast every single day. Listen to it while you work or whatever. Now, if you're listening on the podcast, make sure that you watch us every single day at RAV TV. You could do that by watching us on Dish 219, on Pluto 240. You can watch us on Roku, Amazon Fire. There are a million ways to watch us. You can even do it at realamericasvoice.com and you can download our app at your app store. Now, earlier this week, we brought you the story of Mike Carnavale. He is the gym owner in Plantation, Florida. Now, this is Freedom Friday, I like to call it, and I love to brag that Florida is free, and I guess compared to the rest of the country these days, Florida's freer than most places. But Mike might take exception to that because it was in Florida where he was arrested multiple times along with his wife, believe it or not, for not forcing his customers to wear a face mask while they were working out. Now, for those of you who, like me, 
might have a health problem. I know there's a guy on Instagram I follow who follows around people who are post people's videos of people who have health exemptions under the Americans with Disabilities Act, and they can't wear face masks. I'm a person who puts a face mask on for 30 seconds, and I can tell you I get a headache instantaneously, and I start to get dizzy. And Mr. Carnivale was trying to make exceptions, fearing lawsuits in his gym if he were to let people pass out in his gym wearing these face masks. Makes sense because I can assure you something, these businesses right now forcing their employees and their customers to wear face masks in a couple of months when the data comes out that I've read the medical data stating that face masks can cause hypoxia and prolonged hypoxia can lead to strokes, heart attacks, cancer, and other things, not to mention blacking out. Um, these businesses are just gonna get sued again. And so Mr. Carnivale was aware of this. He'd read the data. He'd listened when the CDC said, maybe face masks aren't a good idea. He'd listened when Fauci said, we don't need to impose face masks. He'd listened when the Surgeon General of the United States said, we don't need to impose face masks. And they were flip-flopping around, so he read the data. And he said, I'm not going to impose this on people and endanger my clientele. And as a result, he was arrested multiple times along with his wife. His business was then seized. You can't believe this happened in the United States. And you especially can't believe it happened in Florida, of all places. Well, he just had a court appearance, and he is back with us now for an update. Mike Carnivale, thank you so much for coming back. Uh, Mike, run us through your story again and update us on the court appearance. Any details I've left out, please fill in the gaps and then tell us what happened today. Thank you for having me back. So this began back in July when Anthony Sabatini and I filed a suit against Broward County. And 24 hours later, they were at my gym telling me to close. I respectfully told Plantation Police that I won't be closing. They arrested me that day. And that process repeated two more times. We were arrested three times. And eventually the business was seized. And here we are now, that's not good enough for the loony left in Broward County. They wanna put us in jail and they won't be backing down off that and neither will I. So this is definitely coming to a head in corrupt Broward County, Florida. They're not gonna be happy until they put you in jail after they've already taken your business from you um, I, I don't want to say what your business is valued at, but it's not a small amount of money. It's, it's what most people might save over an entire lifetime, if that. It's, it's a quite a valuable company. Um, uh, and and I, I can't imagine they can come and just seize this and take it from you, but they've taken everything. And then to arrest both you and your wife, why your wife? I don't even get that part. So... After our second arrest, I got out of jail for the second time and our business was ordered with a 72 hour closure. In an effort to be diplomatic and still be there for my members, we pulled some of our equipment outside into the parking lot to do some workouts outside. Inexplicably, and it, it's, really, it's really unbelievable, the, the plantation police rolled up on us while we were working out outside and they, they just handcuffed us and took us away. Our business was closed and we were just trying to keep our community healthy and well while remaining in compliance with arbitrary mandates that are likely to be proven mostly illegal. 
Okay, how was it illegal when you pulled your equipment outside in order to be compliant with the socialists pulling this on you? How was it illegal for you to have people working out outside, social distance and outside? Nobody can explain it. The police couldn't explain it. The media, if you watch the videos, the media was saying, what's the charge? What's the charge? Nobody could really explain what had happened. Clearly the bureaucrats in Broward County said, shut it down. And there were really no orders beyond that. So it's, it's a travesty. It's a total, go ahead. They're, yeah, they're making a, a, an example of you of some sort to try to intimidate other business owners, uh, but by taking everything from you and trying to put you in jail permanently. Um, and and, and, and then the, the part of this that really is mind-boggling is that the governor's executive order in the state of Florida has this state open. So under what jurisdiction can they even ostensibly do this to you? I don't believe there are any grounds legally to do this to me, and even with these arbitrary mandates, I don't believe they even have the jurisdiction to do it within the mandates. In my opinion, South Florida bureaucrats are looking to stick it to Ron DeSantis and they're using me as an example to do so. Just my thoughts. Yeah, and let's remember, let's remember that Broward County also, uh, they've done some really horrible things in the past. This is, uh, I, we all remember all the scandals that came out of the horrific shooting a couple of years ago and things like that. They've, they've been horrible repeatedly uh, to conservatives, a very, very leftist uh, socialist county to begin with. So it wouldn't surprise me if what you're saying is true. Um, and for the record, they are more than invited to come on this show to defend uh, whatever they're basing this on. Because I, if everything you're telling me is true, I can't imagine why they are doing this. This seems like harassment uh, that you, it seems like, should win easily a case against them uh, for harassment. Um, what is your message to other business owners who are afraid? I say if we all open up, this thing is over. I say if everyone opens up, no distancing, no facial coverings, this whole thing is over tomorrow. That would be my advice. Because if you don't, um, in all likelihood, if business owners don't, I don't see why they couldn't be sued. The data is out there that face coverings can cause their own long-term health problems, especially in a place like a gym where you're restricting oxygen and you're breathing in carbon dioxide. There are numerous studies, especially over the long-term uh, state of hypoxia, where it can cause all sorts of health problems. And that must have been a paramount fear of yours in a gym. That was my number one concern. The, the health and wellness of my community was why I made the decision I made. I think facial coverings during fitness activities is the most asinine, diabolical idea that anyone had ever come up with. And it was based off of no credible science or data. No science or data was presented to me in regards to this decision. So I made an executive decision that I wouldn't enforce it. And that's cost me everything and potentially my freedom as well too, so. And what's, and what's the status of your civil suit that started all of this? At this moment in time, I have no comment in regards to the civil suit and that okay. I'll have to connect with Anthony Sabatini in regards to that. Okay. 
And Mike, I just want to say for our viewers, we and for my listeners on my podcast, we tweeted your GoFundMe link. Um, I myself contributed. I would um, love it if others would contribute it. I think you deserve due process and your day in court. It is not cheap. It is very expensive. Um, and I shared it on my Instagram and also on my Twitter. Is there anything else that we can do? You know, honestly, I feel like the only way that this is going to get resolved if, is if this gets more media attention than what I'm getting. I am getting slammed by my local media on a regular basis. There were four different outlets yesterday that ran a story, and it's just very, very left. The spin that the local media down here it's it's just no, very loud. If you if you if you have so if you have friends in media, uh, friends send them this clip. That's what you can do. Send them the clip of this, and uh, that will help Mr. Carnivale and his wife um, at least get due process and their day in court. Mike Carnivale, thank you so much for all you're doing, and thanks for updating us. Thank you. I appreciate you very much. Thank you. Absolutely. And thanks to you for joining me. And happy Freedom Friday to you. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks to everyone here at your new home for Real News, Real America's Voice, RAV TV. Hug your children. Love your God. You go boldly now and live the truth. Good night, everybody.